selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Celebrity Book Club. I thought a fun, super just fun way to loosen us up was just for us all, this could be a cold open or maybe it will be so bad and we'll get put in the trash, but for us to just all sing Scar Tissue and just see what happens. That's a really, yeah, that's a fun idea. <laughs> just like so. Y'all expect me to harmonize on this too? I mean, I have a horrible singer, so I think let's just see. God, just that a wish, that a wish you saw. So Stop now, Mr. Know-It-All. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Cause with the birds you share The birds you share I'll kiss you And I'll kiss you So that against the wall Okay, don't have to push up bra No, push up bra That makes sense because there's a lot of Hits in this book. <laughs> there are so many tits so in this many book. So many fucking tits. <laughs> Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets. We won't talk. Celebrity book club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity book club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity book club. Buzz me in. I brought the Cuervo. Hey, Hey, best best friend. friend. What's up, you badass bitch? 
What's up, dude? How you doing right now? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm coming off a six-week high of just doing a ton of heroin and coke and speed um, with some pretty awesome girlfriends in some pretty cool motels. So, yeah, I'm feeling a little crazy. Yeah, I actually just tried heroin for the first time, and I had heroin sex for the first time. And, man, I will tell you, I had sex for 12 hours and didn't even come till the 11th hour. No, that's so fucking cool when you just don't come for 10 hours. That's one of my favorite parts about mixing drugs and sex. Of course, we are being crazy drug addicts and making fun of addiction, which is a serious issue because we read a phenomenal memoir this week. By a phenomenal rock and roll poet, rapper, artist, fucking spirit... Anthony Kiedis, lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And his book, Scar Tissue. And so, of course, when you do a (laughs) rock book by an iconic rocker, you think... We need to get a rock and roll chick to come on the pod. You know what I mean? Someone who knows what it means to be in the East Village. Yeah. Mm, Maybe the Lower East Village. Some may say Alphabet City. (laughs) The Lower East Village. (laughs) No, I fucking love the Lower East Village. Someone who rocks awesome vintage t-shirts. Yeah, I don't know. Someone whose favorite letters of the alphabet are C, B, G, B, anyone? And just getting an also all-around hilarious chick. Hell yes. yes. Because this podcast isn't just about rock music. It's about comedy. Yeah. You probably think of us as like just like ultimate rockers who are always like snorting coke and like shooting coke and fucking. <laughs> but we also fucking love to gag each other up. And do improv. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing more fucking rock and roll than improv. And that's why we're <laughs> so excited to have all-around badass downtown writer, videographer, choreographer, for chick actress. Impressiario. Impressionistista. <laughs> Impressionista. Lauren Servidio. Also, fellow Italian-American. I was Thank just going to say, another Italian-American from upstate New York who is not Kelly Catrone. Wow. That's me. Feeling a yeah. little left out. <laughs> Feeling bullied. Well, I'm actually not... From upstate New York. Well, your, your mother But, but is. my mother now lives in upstate New York. So anyway, well, I'm not going to... she also, get... didn't she grow up in the she, Delhi she did, or whatever? She did grow up in upstate New York. You know what? <laughs> Let's not get into details. Basically, two paisans are on the pod right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on this little, dirty, dirty rock and roll podcast. nasty little ramshackle <laughs> rock and roll pod. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry, I really pushed for this. Um, realizing that it was almost 500 pages, but not fully <laughs> realizing that it was almost 500 pages. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, was this the longest one you guys have read? Or well, funny enough, we're actually you're actually kind of um, keeping us going in this kind of like hardcore, like you're like this like rock and roll mentor lust because. We read a few weeks ago Ulysses S. Grant's personal memoirs, which also clocked in around 550 pages. Yes, this is actually shorter than Grant's. And I will say, this was a quicker read than Grant's. Yes. Grant's is a slog emotionally and physically um, because it's mostly about troop movements um, in the 1860s. And this is like... More of a page turner. This is more of a page turner and just like, there are there's no tits in Grant's book. Well, I was going to say, there's no salacious details about anyone. Like, who did he hang out with? Was there even anyone from the Roaring? I don't even know when he was alive. 
Like, the, I just the, I found mean, out that Brett Easton Ellis was alive. I thought he died. <laughs> so, like, don't ask me who's alive and who's dead. I mean, there were parts in the grand book where I was just being like, wait, so who does he know that we know? Like, where does <laughs> yeah, that overlap like, What are our mutuals on Friendster? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this cutest book, obviously, is a podge turner. And yeah. there's a lot of juice. And I feel like it is, thank you for su- su- suggesting this, because it is an iconic rock memoir and... I randomly feel like we haven't done a male rock star yet, even though that seems crazy to say. Well, we've done Steve Aoki. But is he a rock star or just a mega awesome DJ? Okay, well, the DJ erasure and this sort of erasure (laughs) of the musicality that's required to be a DJ is really apparent in that statement. Um, But I guess I'll let it slide. Okay, yeah. I am sorry to our DJs. Okay, Lauren, are you a, a red hot? Are you a pepper? Am I a I pepper? They... Am I a pepper peeper? <laughs> I, um, uh, not hugely, but at the beginning of the summer, my boyfriend Emerson was playing them a bunch. We both work from home or I'm like a layabout from home and he actually works <laughs> yeah. from home. And he was saying, he just started playing them a bunch. And I was like, what's, what's going on with this? Like, why this, why now? And he was like, this is going to be a red hot chili pepper summer. And huh. no sooner did he say that, did I go to my grandfather's house and I had a relative who lived with him for a bit, who is a former addict, who had like a bunch of, who's, who, uh, who's Mackenzie Phillips. Mm. It was like every oh. user memoir. Do you know what I mean? Like every yeah. former addict memoir on her bookshelf. And then this one stuck out to me and I was like, huh, maybe this is the chili pepper summer and I was going to find an excuse to read it anyway. And then that's, that is, as we say in the pod, that is an example of spirit Mm -hmm. being present Mm -hmm. because you were introduced to the concept of the RHCP summer. And then all of a sudden you see this book on a bookshelf (laughs) walked into your life. Yep. It's sort of like in the book where later he talks about addicts are always interested in seeing all of these like different you know, they, they they have spirits come to them. It's like an animal will show up when you need it most. Oh, sort yeah. Of thing. I mean, I that's you... which happened in Hunter Biden's book, which is another attic memoir we read. But an owl comes to him as he's driving to this like rehab center in Arizona. I do. Now I'm just a theory is coming to me about animals and addicts. Is it also this thing because a lot of rehabs are in the desert? And then you just do see like lizards and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a big nature overlap. Because I know there's a ton of rehab. I mean, Florida has a huge rehab program where people just who are at their wits end, of course, like ship their relatives off there. It's this like factory of addicts and and rehabilitated people down there. And Florida's filled with like lizards and (laughs) mangoes and like all that shit. So I I get it. Yeah, I think you're on mangoes. (laughs) <laughs> Live mangoes, gators. Not to gators. jump to literally the last sentence of the book, but since we're on the subject of animals, um, I'll just read it. And I was like, this is such an amazing sentence to wow. end the book. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not. Okay. Sorry. Do you mind? Anyway, he's, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's sober and he's coming... To a new realization that you can't like just ignore your wants for drugs and just kind of more live in wanting the addiction. And then he says, I just look over at my dog and remember that Buster's never seen me high. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Listener, that is, those are the last words of the, the four, 500 page, page memoir. 465. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. 
I was like, one, Buster. Yeah. Are we just going with that basic of a dog name? But it was after Buster Keaton, one of his favorite comedians. Okay, old timey. Yeah, a little old. Call me in. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, he's older than I realized. One thing that this book was kind of surprising to me was it was a lot of it was taking place in like the 80s. And I was like, oh, I guess they really got their start a little bit earlier than I realized. Because so I will just say right off the bat, my relationship with the Red Hot Chili Peppers um, had a very intimate uh, turn in high school. I Mm. listened to Californication a lot. I bought it on CD at Newbury Comics. And I would listen to it on my computer in ninth grade while I secretly masturbated. And what? To me, and I, this was back before there was porn videos, porn was just photos. So Californication <laughs> was your porn, the audio. <laughs> the audio. audio was porn. And I would look at just like photo, these like galleries. It would be like a 30 image gallery of just like two Dutch guys. And I would like go through all the pictures while listening to like Other Side or Scar Tissue. And I would put on this album because I guess the album was to me was so like masculine that I was like it almost counteracted the faggotry of looking at gay porn. I was like, oh, it's not, I don't have to feel as like guilty about looking at gay porn if I'm listening to this like badass rock music. I was shocked there were little to no mentions, no mentions of any sort of like opposite sex interaction. I guess, I mean, we know pretty famously outside of this yes. book that he's like a womanizer, but I was a little curious because, you know, they'd go out on the stage with their dicks and their dicks socks. Out. Sorry, I was like trying to figure I was like, do I go like, anatomically their penises inside of their socks yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I just figured there there'd be something and there wasn't anything at there, least not there no, no, wait there's the one kiss the kiss with Dave Navarro in that video and he was just oh, like yeah. and Dave was like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. kiss you and, and he's like yeah man okay sure and to my surprise it was a total open mouth kiss and I was I didn't care either way he's like so weird about it and then he's like and then the record execs didn't like it so that's what I knew that it was awesome and punk rock and we had to keep it in the video right and they like fucking fought Warner Brothers on it and it's like but only in this way of like right being punk and he was just like yeah we lost some frat boyfriends who called us a faggot and like we kind (laughs) of talked about it and we're like maybe felt regret about it but ultimately like we went forward and you're kind of like sounds like it was kind of a big deal to have this kiss yeah it sounds like maybe you were a little nervous and i also thought was interesting was every other book we've read that takes place in the 80s like there's a lot of just like people's friends dying of AIDS and it's just like there's definitely no they're not having any friends dying of AIDS so I just don't think that they were hanging out with gay people very much which is totally fine. Not everyone has well, to be hanging there out are with some, everyone all there the time. Some there are some bi chicks. Some bi chicks in the book. I know that I own Sky reveal where he like had this sexual encounter later with the girl who was right. in the relationship. Right. Well, she, no, Wait, let me get this right. Yes. Right. Was, yeah, well, yeah. So. No, you get you said. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I'm scared. I'm scared. But just that it was like the ex girlfriend of his ex girlfriend was the next. Like, like yeah, one of his like it was like pursuits. Kim, like, whoa, it, way to bury the Kim? fucking lead, dude. Like, yeah. oh my God, we've all been dying to know. I like, I would have loved to have known that so much earlier that she was bi or just at least. Oh, curious. I know. It's like, let's go back 200 pages and be like, because so he dates Ione Sky, who's Donovan's daughter, and she's 16 when they okay. start dating. Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot. Okay, that's going to be, is that going to be the all, meat and potatoes girl of this fucking in this book? Is 14. Dude, I have this dog. I have this dog ear to shit. And 90% of these 
the flags right here are like actual literal red flags of like he's <laughs> let's just say this is a very pre-2017 book very yeah yes this is an extremely um, 2003 well, book they're like it's I don't know. It, it starts out and they're like, and he is like 11 and just like having so much sex and doing so much drugs and like his childhood is completely insane. But then at a certain point, you're like, aren't you in your 20s now? And he's like, man, like this girl was 15, but wow, she was really mature. And you're like, wait a minute. He's like, yes. her tits were so fucking fluffy. Or like, it really? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All the women yeah. in the book are just. Wait. Like <laughs> Lauren, will you give us a fire rapid rundown of all your red flags? Like every single thing in here? <laughs> or no, I'm like every yeah, single some thing. Is, uh, some of them, you know. Your fa- let, me, let me skip that one. Was stupid. That was organized. how his stepmom... One was how his stepmom made him go to church five times a, a day or a week or something that I thought was insane. Five times during the week and three times on Sunday. I was three like, times? I was like, if you're going three times on Sunday, what are you... Are you just leaving for lunch and then going back? Right, we have like an 8.30 and 9.30 and then a mid- a midnight. I mean, his virginity law story is insane. completely insane. How he just asks, he passes his dad a note, whether at like the Rainbow Room on <laughs> Hollywood Boulevard. He's 11 years old. He passes and like is doing coke with his dad every night. Passes dad a note saying, I'm really into Kimberly. Can I try having sex with her? And the dad is like, okay, son. And then they go back to their house and like puts him in a room with Kimberly. And he was like, and my dad was a little too close like looking back on oh, it oh yeah he's like he's a little too it's like I think so the dad he was, was in the absolutely room absolutely watching. Yeah. watching i got the vibe from that page there's a lot missing from this including <laughs> the fact that pretty early on he's like yeah sunny and Cher were like surrogate parents to me <gasps> oh wait like, that's, that's, that's sort of like ubiquitous experience of every kid that grows up in la that there's like and think about it too because he's so old at the time that would have been like if i don't know lady gaga was babysitting you in 2009 do you know what i mean that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't no, just, it's exactly not like they were was. past their prime. They were on the Sunny and Cher show. Like, hello. It was There's prime Sunny and Cher. And he's like, yeah. So it was like, so at this time I was, I was hanging out at, at Sunny's mansion. Sunny's, and he's like, so Cher and also Sunny are already broken up. Sunny is with his dad's ex at this point. And when then and you're the like, scene that where Cher is, he's just watching sleeping. Cher like change in her bathroom and just being like damn she had this slinky slanky body and I was watching her and then she crawled into the bed with me and she was nude but and it was an erotic experience but he's like but Cher and and I didn't hook up when I was eight (laughs) I feel bad for Cher though because so much of the like I feel like there was like a rumor that when this book got published that it was Cher that slept with him that took his virginity because people have no like reading comprehension there's just so much and so many fucked up instances in this book that it got turned into Cher sleeping with him which is not true at all that did not happen I mean physically they were like in the same room but like she did not take his virginity and I got the vibe that Cher was in maybe a slip a silk PJ not fully nude I okay don't you think that Cher is so sleep snood and is just so like darling this is how a woman sleeps yeah like yeah, maybe especially she was back then, she was. I feel like she was point. so au naturel in the seventies. And yeah. what you think she was trying to make a point about just like, oh, she was so uh, German public in her sexuality, just like men and children can be naked in a park together. <laughs> it is not sexual. <laughs> Okay, also his dad, he's like, my dad had such an amazing manicured Coke nail. But then I was like, dad, why is your other fingernail so short? And he was like, so it's ready to go inside the ladies. And he was like, like, his Coke nail, his fingering. His pussy finger and then his Coke finger. I mean, that did make me 
think about the fact that <laughs> so cheeky. like you can totally tell if a gay um hasn't been topping very much because then his nails are long well that's also very like a classic like 90s gaydar like how to tell if a woman's a lesbian right like, check out her fingernails but i think it's more i guess i'm thinking more in a top bottom way or i'm just like you can't have long fingernails and like just not be fingering but still be into chicks and buy. <laughs> right, you can be I own Sky and like Kim and Right. And they're just being so like, like they're just like their hands are always just like up when they're having sex. Like they're, they're not <laughs> like those two like I don't know. Nothing. Honestly the I own I'm no, I'm gonna say it. I think I own Sky and what's her name? I think they had some wild bi sex. Yeah. At least I was thinking about that. I'm that sure girl you on were. girl action. <laughs> okay, another celeb moment. Can we talk about him and Sinead? Oh, okay. yeah. So in Sinead's book, so this is like such a our podcast crossover. So we read Sinead's book and she says she doesn't remember. Yeah, she doesn't remember I anything. I was just going to say, I bet she doesn't remember any of this, this at whole- all. I mean, she also did fully have just like a mental breakdown. A mental. She also she had like a met like a well. She didn't actually have what's it called electric shock therapy, but like I get the vibe that what she also I mean, was Anthony, hit by a train. And yeah, I feel a, like Anthony oh, does have a pretty good memory for chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she got hit by she, her head got clipped by a train when she was like nine, and she thinks she's always maybe had brain damage from that, and it's like really weird. Oh my god. But. He has a pretty, like, specific story that's also not really disparaging to anyone, so I'm kind of just like... I do believe his not to believe men, um, but yeah, I'm guessing... Well, there's I'm, nothing in it that's very just, like, unbelievable. It's just like, uh... Yeah, it like, kind of felt like those party stories. Yeah, he was like, we hung out a few times. She wanted nothing to do with me, really. Like, she really... It didn't right. seem like anything happened, but they drove around a few times, and then she was never interested, and then he was all butthurt, and maybe, they did, because... And they did kiss? I think they kissed, like, made out once, and then he was and like... he wrote her that letter at a show oh, once, and she was like, and she was like, I kept it in my kitchen drawer. I don't know. Okay, I, I lost uh, the I kept, in my kitch- I kept it in my kitchen drawer. I kept it in my kitchen drawer. Yeah. And he's like, damn, you kept it in your drawer? She's like, and she's like, a letter like that you don't throw away. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my Lucky Charms box. Because <laughs> the letter was just like, you're amazing and like, hey, I'm obsessed with you. Well, and, like, <laughs> and also it like corroborates. Is that the right word? Because in Fuck her. yes. Hell yeah. In her SAT book. boots. She's like, oh, yeah, I fucked Peter Gabriel. And I was like amazing friends with Daniel Day-Lewis. And he mentions both those yes. people with her. So. Right. And she had taken Daniel Day-Lewis the Oscars instead of him. And then she like popped out of a limo with Peter Gabriel. And it gave him this weird kind of like fake. And they both like fake smiled at each other. And he said it was really sad. Yeah. And awkward. That's and- Sounds so realistic. Yeah, him just being like long hair and like being like, what's up, Sinead? And she's like, okay. Okay, hi. I'm actually with this different long hair gentleman. And Peter Gabriel is so like cheesy, I think of. I don't know. It's like I actually would think Sinead would want to hook up with Anthony Kiedis more than Peter Gabriel, but maybe... Guess not. I I, think it was I don't. What else? I'm, now I'm curious about her memoir because I loved that piece on her that was in like the... New York Times it's or whatever. I mean, completely she, insane. It's completely insane. Highly wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Highly wreck. Um, Hell yeah. It's, it's really wild. I mean, she is also like such a punk badass and she was becoming famous at the same time that they were. And she was also just like, fuck corporations and like, fuck the industry. But she was more, I would say, like, 
uh, true to her fuck the industry ethos than they are. Yeah. They're still being a little bit more like, Wait. we want the deal, fuck yeah, like, let's make this money and, like, do a bunch of drugs and, like, yeah. fuck a bunch of groupies. Yeah, where did they go to, like, like, the North Pole with, like, Michelob Light or whatever? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. like, and I get it. There's, there's just sometimes I mean, wouldn't you? Stuff. Yeah. The thing is, you could tell, like, they loved living lavishly like they jump from being these super poor like squatter kids that grew up with next to nothing and then he didn't know what kind of you know wood to import from thailand for <laughs> his custom like 36 24 36 fireplace dimensions yeah. <laughs> that you're like you don't just like especially in the 90s there's no internet like you have to be really worldly like you have to i don't know you have to call with- a Thai Woodist. Yeah, you, you know, even, like, have all these importers. Dude, like- the Dalai Lama visit. This is the part toward the end of the book. I gotta say, uh, maybe you agree with me. The whole book it is so clear that he lacks self awareness. Which, okay, I mean, he's a total oh, yeah. rock star, but I mean, it's just like laughable. The way he just talks about women at some point, he's like, yeah, it sucked. I was giving my mom like the hardest time coming home for the 15th time to Michigan to go to rehab. And, you know, I'm sure that crushed her. But, you know, moms are resilient. Like, (laughs) like, just nothing. But then when he does the Dalai Lama trip and it's like the Dalai Lama was waiting maybe for Anthony Kiedis to get there was another thing that was like, huh? (laughs) Do you know the the part? You know the part. Will you, um, I am, listen, yeah. I'm going to admit that I yes. don't exactly remember don't. this on the scene. I do remember the end being like, there. Beca- I feel as, and I remember there's a point where they start to get rich and famous and you, yes. you do yes. start to see them like notice a little bit less, like what well, they're saying. It always yeah. goes from like crazy childhood and then it's like drug, sex, drug, sex. And then all of a sudden it's like, and now we're spiritual. And now like you're shaking the hand with like your savior. And he's being like, and I just wake up every day with so much gratitude and so much matcha. And you're just like, I guess, but like. Right. It's like, uh, now you're just like so Hawaii and just like, yeah, beyond like 800 matcha. There's not as yoga. many like details about people where I'm like, I feel like you're not really noticing stuff in your life anymore. And you're just being yeah. kind of out of it, not caring. Also, like when he starts, like the part where he was just like, at this time I was dating Sofia Coppola. And you're like, what? Yeah, I was like, and he was like, like, she was the amount of times he's also like, she was my favorite girlfriend. I'm like, didn't you say that about just have a favorite girlfriend two seconds ago? (laughs) I thought that that would have really hurt my feelings. He actually he's someone who picks favorites. Like, he'll be like, this was probably the most enlightening sexual experience I've ever had with a woman. This is my favorite girlfriend. She was (laughs) probably the most the girlfriend I was like the best of friends with and I was like that would fucking hurt if I was that girl I qualified for nothing like if I put up with his misery and his bullshit for all that time that like I wouldn't at least get a little like you, you know what I appreciate didn't get patience. a superlative didn't get like, the favorite yeah no fucking superlative no nothing just thrown out on the street could I read the part about the time he has sex with a fat chick oh wait this part was <laughs> so funny okay wait. but yes, I do absolutely. also want to hear the Dalai Lama part yes but the fat oh, wait, let's, one... finish, let's finish Dalai Lama yeah and then go Let... back to fat girl and I gotta say the only reason why I probably remember it is because I had to <laughs> quick finish this today I will say I, I thought mean, I same <laughs> very cockily was like 
<laughs> yeah, this is a memoir. I'm going to get through this in like three seconds because I do. Whenever <laughs> it comes to the memoir, I just Jessica Simpson's girl, I, that was ours. Like when people oh, would get the yeah. first Same. Harry Potter yeah. books and I would, they just devour it. It was like Jessica's, I was yeah. done before I even, I felt like I didn't uh, yes. crack and the you know, spine. The, the writing in the Jessica Simpson book is like, it's the print not. print is a little bit even bigger than this. The print is this. large and. Um, it's, it's bigger. It does. <laughs> you know, I used to put like three spaces after a period to make an essay longer in college. <laughs> just me. And then you're like, what if I, instead of double space, will they notice if I do it 2.3? 2.3, yeah. Wait, can I ask you a crazy question? What was your major? It was journalism, and then I minored in women's studies at SUNY freaking Albany because I really wanted to work in, like, women's magazines. Oh, wow. for, like, Albany Women's Monthly? <laughs> Yeah, I need to go to the heart of publishing, which is Albany. Yep, I was like, I want to be the Helen Gurney Brown of <laughs> Albany. I think that's how you say it. the Cosmopolitan. Like, uh, the, wait, like you wanted to write for Cosmo or like Miss or like Bitch Magazine? Well, you wanted to be Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and you're like demanding to your editor, you're like, actually, I know I write about jewelry, but I want to write about F. Afghanistan. Yes, yes, like, yes, what? yes. That's exactly what it was. It was around the time that like Rookie came to be. There was that okay, Kinder yeah. Whore Renaissance, and it was really when Tumblr feminism Kinder took whore. off. <laughs> yeah, it was like the it was the true Tumblr feminism moment, and I was hugely uh, like a voyeur of that, and that deeply influenced me to pursue that. Obsessed. Did I do that? Uh, no. Did I literally even Whoa. touch a keyboard as soon as I went, no. <laughs> Do I have one byline? Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> We're sending you a keyboard after, okay, just a standalone big keyboard after this pod. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just like Tom Hanks. <laughs> You're welcome. On you. us. Can I read something that I, I dog-haired or, or dog-eared, Please. I mean? Sorry. <laughs> dog-haired. I just can't stop thinking Buster. about Buster. Um, yeah. <laughs> page 158. Um, one night I ran into this girl from Nebraska. It was ironic because Nebraska is a corn state and she had pubic hair that resembled the precise texture of corn silk. Oh yeah. I, that, that stuck out. Like I, know, a, like, I remember corn the black silk. corn. He, and he's like, I've seen a lot of pubic hair in my day, all sorts. But and then next page, corn. next page. The next day we drove to Baton Rouge and of course she came with us. After we got off stage, she came up to me and said, I have something to tell you. My father's <laughs> the chief of police and the entire state of oh, Louisiana yeah. is oh, looking for me yeah. because I've gone missing. Oh, and besides that, I'm only 14. I, no, <laughs> no, that, that, then the next sentence, I wasn't incredibly scared. 14? <laughs> when was Why the last time one of you talked to a 14 year old? I'm also like, you're publishing this book and being like, yeah, this 14-year-old had corn silky pussy, which Ooh. is reminding me, oh. I have so much corn at home that I need to eat. And Girl, it's, you gotta I, get I through to, that. And I'm every day, I'm just corn like- Corn season's uh, almost wrapping no, up. No, I know. And it's like my CSA, they keep on giving corn. They're trying to get rid of the corn. I'm <laughs> I, like, how many husks am I eating today? I couldn't believe he <laughs> wasn't scared. I'm just like, if anyone's going to murder yeah. you, it's going to be the chief, chief of, of police of, of police. Baton Rouge for <laughs> fucking his underage <laughs> daughter. Like, it, literally, if anyone would ever murder you, it's like, that yeah. is the person who is going to murder you. But I think he got that confidence from his father, who was such a rebel rouser and... A rebel rouser, yeah. Pedo himself. <laughs> Dude, total yeah. ped. Total, total ped. ped. That cycle did not get broken here. No. And it was just like, I'm sharing a 15-year-old with my 11-year-old son. Classic. And then the dad, we talk about how the dad, like, 
gets mad every time he asked his dad for one of his girlfriends after that. He was like, whoa, well, That whoa. was actually a one-time thing. Yeah, that, that was I your shared. birthday present, okay? <laughs> like, like, that's not happening again. Can you guys imagine writing a note to your dad? To be like, can I fuck your girlfriend? Yeah. It's got, like, backwards letters in it and shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like lemonade stand with a backwards S. Dad, can I, I fuck your girlfriend again? <laughs> check yes. Check yes here or check no here. Love, Anthony. Like, ew. What's fucked up is you should see Lily's handwriting because it it's looks that. like it still looks like that. Like age thirty four, she hasn't like, gone past nine. Like it's yeah. still really big, and she has like a really bad way of like figuring how much how many letters need to go on the line. So she's always running yeah, out of room always, by the end of the word. Birthday cards are always like to me, it's always that straight line and then full right down. No, I, I went to the shittiest public school ever, and it was like if you missed one day, shit like handwriting. You would be like, like there was nothing they could do to make up for it. Like if you, like I missed one day of fractions, and I still can't figure that shit out. So the just other like, day we, I missed, they just never went back. Yep, you were like, I just never, fractions. I never got what a third is. I still can't read an analog clock quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Miss that day. It's so unfortunate. It's so sad. So I'm, I'm with you on the handwriting thing. Like I, I get it. <laughs> That's fun, though. You know, your yeah. life has some mystery. You go, over, you, you're in London, you take a peek at Big Ben, you're like, I don't know what fucking time it is. Yeah, well, I feel free. I actually was just thinking about that the <laughs> other day, and I was, wow, that's funny. I was just thinking about Big Ben this morning. I'll tell you why. I'm going overseas <laughs> for, like, the first time, and I was thinking, like, they go on the 24-hour system. What do their clocks look like? I really hadn't thought about it. <laughs> I'm revealing that here very publicly, but it was, like, an early morning thought. I was like... No, but Big Ben, no, that's like 12. There's two hands. Like, I really was like breaking that shit down like a... You were like, maybe it's just a bigger circle. Yeah. It's like, it's it's really big. (laughs) That's why it's such a big clock. Well, okay, I'm with you. I was trying to make a resi at a restaurant the other day, Uh, and the time was in army Europe time. Sure. And I was like, um, excuse me? Who put your resi in military time? Yeah, Google. Damn. Yeah, I should have gone to open table and They're I was to like fuck with you. Yeah, and I was like I can't do this. So I closed the window and went to another site cuz I was like I just can't do the math here. No, leave it on the- military time and start asking for the veterans discount at places. I went to <laughs> yeah. Egg House Lotta the other day and I asked I asked the kids straight up. I said, "Do you guys have a military discount here?" Stop. <laughs> and he wasn't sure. <laughs> Celebrity book club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. 
ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. I wonder, I mean, I have to say, Aikidas' taste, the only celeb he seemed to be attracted to was Sinead, unless there are others that, like, he fucked and, like, NDA stuff. They were like, no, you're not putting this in I, I mean, there. he obviously, let's just say it, he's obviously a tits man. It's yeah. just, like, the description of every girl in the book is, like, tits first. Round tits. She had these high Perky tits. Her tits walked into the room and she was banging everybody with her tits. She had these big, soft tits. Wait, are you, were you going to read the part where he fucked yeah, the Yeah, wait, girl? I still wait. have it. Okay. Okay, wait. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Sometimes I combine my passion for drugs and girls. We had just played in South Carolina and I was a little drunk, so I went straight into a coke hunt. The bartender at the club found me half a gram and I did it all too soon, so I was horny beyond control when this fat girl approached me. She was probably about 5'3 with an unusual chunky shape. She had fairly large girth and her tits were like enormous missiles that projected out from her elbows to the end of her hands. She was kind of pretty, though not the type of girl I'd ever hit on before. But she had her album and she told me I was her favorite poet of all time. And she gave me this letter that, among other things, suggested my dick was like a dolphin and her pussy was the ocean and I had to go for a swim in that ocean. She also wrote that she worshipped the ground I walked on and that she was my servant. She'd do anything for me. So... Then the sex because she wasn't typically hot. It's like we get it. She's we get big. it. She's <laughs> He's like, did I tell you guys that she was fat and that I usually don't fuck fat chicks? <laughs> there was no pressure. Whatever happened happened. We went for it all night with her big, beautiful pillowy breasts and her crazy extra wide body shop <laughs> I mean body, body shop body shape <laughs> the whole time we were fucking she was telling me this was her dream come true but not in a way that made it unpleasant later I found out that she had put 20 hits of acid in that letter to me so I was able to barter it in the next town for some coke nice Fat chick who gives you coke. Fat chick who gives you coke. And it's like he's writing this truly thinking he's complimenting her, being like, she wasn't typically hot, but she got to experience my dick. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> yeah. she got to ride the cutest machine. <laughs> yeah, this dolphin swam all around her oceans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lauren? 
No. Sorry, that kicked me off. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. Weird. You got too horny. Yeah, yeah the power passage. went out. Literally, the lights <laughs> above me started just, like, buzzing. Okay, Lauren, now do share with us what you had Oh, share what I had queued up? Yeah. Page 253. She was a 5'9", 19-year-old blonde Nordic goddess with big blue eyes, a bowl-cut hairdo, and an <laughs> unbelievable smile. Plus, she was wearing a t-shirt with a huge face of Woody Allen on it. And her tits were poking out of <laughs> each of Woody's eyeglasses so that his eyes seemed to be going in different directions. I couldn't have put it in order with God for a more perfect physical <laughs> specimen. <laughs> the way this aged. Tell so me when- you're a pedophile without yes. telling me you're a <laughs> yeah. pedophile. Dude, her tits, tits were busting out of her Woody <laughs> Allen tee. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like fucking God himself. Like the way Adam pulled Eve out of his own rib. Did this girl come into being? Oh my God. It was, I just, I I had to laugh because it's like, sure, there's more egregious offenses than like, you know, participating. You know, he insists he had nothing to do with groupie culture, but it's like, clearly you did. He obviously has this narrative about himself where he's just like, and dude, once we started getting famous, like, I didn't want to fuck the groupies because it was too easy. It was about the like, chase for me, dude. It's about the pursuit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, mm, I don't know. It sounds just like you. There's a different girl in each page. There's a different girl on every page and just like, you are absolutely just like fucking your fans. Absolutely. I wish I could have been, I mean, I was what, like 11 or 12, I think, when the book came out. Just It actually came out on my 13th birthday, October 6, 2004. Oh. So I think that was another part of me. Spirit. Like, Spirit. <laughs> Happy early birthday. Spirit's out to me. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I wish I could have known how it was received back then. Like, I feel like I want to go into the New York Times archive or like the New Yorker mag archive to see what the write-ups yeah. were at the time. Let's get out the microfiche. I'm sure people were just like, this is it's a raw. really an unflinching yeah. portrayal. Yeah. I bet it was a lot of like super frank, you I know, mean, really bold Time about magazine it's... on front just being like raw, inspiring. To me, this frank. remains a staple of like Hudson booksellers in the airport. Like, I, I feel like in yeah. my mind and you know I don't I don't hang around I've no musical bone in my body. I really don't hang around musicians, but like I do <laughs> feel like this is like the most I thought you were about to say I don't hang around Hudson News that much. No, that's where I work. Yeah, that's like actually <laughs> I work at the one in Penn. Wow. And that's actually so the one cool. in Penn Station. The oh, I was gonna say, do you work at the JFK? Okay. Because I do the security clearance to work at the airport, even just for you know, I work at every single one at JFK extensive. and I just have to run from terminal to terminal. <laughs> <laughs> you open them and you close them. So, you know, you're an opener. If I went to New Hudson News is opening, you got to get them or running. Or like in the typical New York way, you guys have been talking to me this whole time. And then you find out that like my dad invented Hudson Booksellers. And I'm like the heiress to the whole, all that <laughs> shit. I'm actually really rich. This closet is just like, like a, a, so a, a green screen. Yeah, like my real name is Lori Hudson. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When I said I was from upstate, I meant Hudson, New York, because my father owns yeah. Hudson. He owns the, the town. town. He's the mayor of the whole town. And I'm the little mayor. <laughs> I'm Little Miss Junior Mayor. <laughs> Do 
One, two, two three, three, four. Give me a segment. Give me a segment. Give me a segment. What does she eat? How does she live? What does she wear? Okay. Um, what does she eat? What does she eat? Okay. Um, I mean, I get the vibe that maybe he's like vegan. He is vegetarian. Oh, vegetarian. So one thing he mentions rarely randomly in the book several times is that he is a vegetarian. Um, because there was one time he was like, man, like I have, I'm been a vegetarian for years, but like I was so hungry after we had like, <laughs> we had been lost in the part where they're lost in Indonesia in like the jungle for like two weeks. Do yeah, does he have like dengue and the fever? Sherpers are, oh yeah, yeah. He had and the Sherpers like bring them to the mountains and they're like, honestly, we didn't know if we would survive. We kept looking for this river and we were searching for over 10 days and then finally we found this river and like somebody in a passing boat gave us a deer leg and like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I did tear into yeah. that deer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I feel like he is, I mean, he's so celebrity. He's been so rich for so long. So I just feel like he's so going to squirrel, Mm -hmm. which is like a famous LA bowlery. And he's getting like such a quinoa. Remember the one that was over here? Yeah. Yes. 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 In the East village. Rest in peace. Is that still open? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah. like that, went, that went the way of the dodo. I remember I, I used to live in the East Village. <laughs> the Lower East Village. I, I lived to live the in the Lower East Village. village. <laughs> I go to Angelica's. We get the most badass egg scrambled. Huevos Rancheros. Yes, Huevos Rancheros and no bacon. Because he mentions like when he was like high all the time getting like junk food and he was like, man, Flea knew I was high because he saw that of Cheetos and I went net. I would never eat Cheetos if I wasn't high. Yeah, he does have a, it's and a this goes more... back to his talk of masculinity where he does really, because he was like, yeah, I was on this crazy thing where I do ton of coke and heroin, and I would also exercise a lot, because like, I'm still being healthy. So like, he still is being like gym. I mean, and, look like, at him. He's well, always Even buff. the way he yeah, talked he's always about been, like, the fat girl experience is always like, for me, I'm like, hey, you know what? No one scrutinizes my body as much as I do. And then you're like, wait, actually, there might be one man in the world who does actually <laughs> notice and pick up on all of the things that I hate about my own body and it's Anthony Kiedis and he clearly he probably would be like he probably would order for you she's gonna have she's gonna have yeah yeah she's gonna have the fish soup and I could see him so true getting mad like his girlfriend for like eating like a steak or just like something naughty and he's like why are you putting that shit in your oh my god yes yep oh my god Red, you read him to fail. And he's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, do what you want to do, so, but like, you know, it's full of hormones. Yep, RGBH <laughs> or whatever. I do, I wonder, yeah. I do wonder what the inside of his fridge looks like these days. It's definitely Erewhon. If there's a ton of Erewhon, there's supplements. Like, yeah, there's powders. Ugh, I mean, it's um big shake in the morning. Yeah. Like, there's so many beetroot powders and then spirulina powders. There's probably spirulina ice cubes <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> And I feel like there's a private chef who he imported, like, from somewhere and was, like, and she makes, like, amazing, like. dope-ass Thai. She makes dope-ass Vietnamese. She makes dope-ass Mexican. Hella good curries. It's probably the same woman that was giving them oxygen. The one that he mentions at the end that is, like, their (laughs) lifeline, the band lifeline, who I feel so bad was, like, both their oxygen dispenser and then, like, their therapist he kind of was like not yeah, thinking her for enough. Double duty. It was a little messy. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does she wear? What does she wear? I mean, shirtless. I feel like is... I've never seen him in a shirt. 
I mean, he's kind of classic. Like his style is very seventies because he is like copying his dad in the seventies, and I think he never got out of that. Just like wearing like slightly belled jeans and like a button downs that like are also slightly belled. It's just like that kind of classic. I get a sense silhouette. of John Varvatos, where it's like for the guy who doesn't need <laughs> to be wearing, you know, those kind of like chic rags, like he can afford more. So they're like tailored rags in a way. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, but it's like loosey tidy. Tidy Lucy Varvatos, like, linen-y, yes, like, like dark. Yeah, linen, for sure. Okay, yeah. I also feel like you're so on there because the John Varvatos store in New York is where... CBGB's was. Used to be. Stop. Used to Wait, be. that's so literally the, the anatomy of a sellout. Yeah. Just, like, from CBGB's to John Varvatos. Yep. Right, and it's, like, really good black denim. Good black denim. Do you know the watches has, like, that are, like, made of, like, a bunch of leather bands? Do you know what I mean? It has, like, the watch face <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Yes. Very cutest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like funky Where there's leather like bracelets. six little leather cords that then attach at the watch face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's accurato, but he doesn't have any piercings. I'm like. It's right, we're because right you would think he'd be so plugged, but I guess it's just like he was, that's always been too gay and emo for him. And he's maybe actually, he's pre plugs culture. Yeah, plugs is again, like he's older way than, later. than we think. Yeah, and I don't see any piercers in any. And like of these piercing shows. was just like straight up like a village people then, so no earring. I feel like I, I feel like an earring maybe. Again, I'm sa- I'm gonna say wow. no earring. I'm pushing for no. I earring. feel like since he did the long hair, yeah. that was like That's, enough. That was his earring. That was, that his, was earring. his. That was his head accessory. <laughs> um, you can and only Jennifer's do one that's such a bad name. Jennifer's Jennifer. feathers. Hey, so we're new, Lily and this and the Jennifer's <laughs> feathers. <laughs> Lily Lily and and okay, we're starting that band tomorrow. Even though you don't have a musical bone in your body, you will now. I'll be the one in the. I'll be Jennifer's like the you know feathers. like the one fan in the audience that's like your friend that wants to be with us. Just like oh, she's getting into it, so the rest so of us much. can. Little do they know that I'm like a plant in the <laughs> <Yeah>. audience. <laughs> Just swaying for hours. Man, she was at our show since the fucking beginning. Yeah. No one was there. And so we ended up giving her 7% of a record deal with Sony. <laughs> Dude, I would kill for even 0.01% of what, uh, probably their total earnings. They really have made so much money. Yeah. Well, they made money when you could still make money off of like selling CDs. Because it was just like their CDs probably sold like 20 million copies and they literally made just like a gazillion dollars off of that. $12.99 for that compact disc? Boom! It's kind of crazy. I never like, Red Hot to me was always like, it's on the radio, I'm listening to it, liking it, but I was never like, I need to buy, I was never that much fan that I bought the CD and there you were jerking off to it. <laughs> I needed some, I, I needed my, I needed my jerk off soundtrack. I mean, it's a very, I mean, it makes sense because they're a very you know, sexual band. I was, but I was, but you were like anti top 20 where I was pro top 20. So I would go to New York Comics and, it, and they would have the top 20 CDs of the week, like in the racks. And so you could like go pick. And I was just like, oh, hello, like number three. Hell yeah. That's like, like me at McNally Number two, Jackson. American Idol compilation. Yes. They yeah. have the top, they have the top <laughs> yeah. 20 and it's like the many husbands of Evelyn Hugo or whatever. And I'm like, I'll read that. Right. Today. <laughs> Like, tell me what to read. Tell me what to do. I am, like, merely a cog in the machine. I'm with you, though. I'm pro top 20. Always. Pop till I die. Yeah. Okay. How does he live? How does he live? We know there's a lot of imported teak. Yeah. Is this, like, a metaphorical how does he live? Or, like, like the situation, like, where he, like, 
lives very lavishly. It's really about like specific decor choices yeah. that are happening. Just like his what, bed, side table, lighting. Is the bed high? Is the bed low? Um, Whatever. That's is actually the a really most, good question. Uh, like amenable to just like a to having sex, Fuck lots fest. of tantric, crazy sex. Is how I feel like the bed is low. I I want to say the bed is low too, because like that feels more like easy to just like fuck standing up on, like where she's on her like doggy style on the bed, but yeah. you're standing on the floor or whatever. Like I imagine that's a popular one. Like, and I think a high bed is like there's just too much acrobatics involved, and he doesn't want to have a little step. I feel way. like a but, high bed. I is the only reason I have that is living in New York, and you have to store shit under there. Otherwise, low bed makes so much. Yeah, more but. Sense. But some people are really insane and they they are tasteless and they like think that their bed has to be such a like throne. And so they're very just oh, like, like mattress pad box shit. spring. Sure. Princess, it's very princess in the pea and it's got a four poster or whatever. So and I, and like some like rich people in their big bedrooms have that as well, where everything is like everything's so oversized and like you need a ladder just to get onto the couch. Like that kind of vibe. I don't necessarily think he is that. I think he is. Definitely like no. I also to go back to his days of always having a mattress on the floor, wherever yeah. the fuck he was sleeping. Mark McGrath has like, four post like... bed. Just so you guys know. E- oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hanging four post bed, dude. Actually, talk about like sh- like battle of the two super LA musicians. They're probably the most yeah. two most LA rock stars yeah. I can think of off the top of my head. Honest to God, most. LAist bros. What's funny is I bet says the girl who says she knows nothing about LA. Uh, your you story's got holes in it. You talk about Mark McGrath <laughs> like you know him, huh? Like you've maybe seen that four post bed. Uh, oh, Hollywood and Vine. I don't know that intersection. I have no idea. I'm just a little girl from Iowa. Yeah, I've just been lying this whole fucking time, gaslighting already. Little girl from Albany. I, didn't say I, I was took from the Albany. bus here, Greyhound. I, didn't say I was from Albany. I didn't say I feel like it's just Eastern vibes. I am getting Eastern vibes. Hell so yeah. which brings us to the question we ask every episode. Is Buddha, Buddha. I was Buddha. Buddha. Wait, that's what you guys asked? Yeah. Because I was going to yeah. say yeah. Buddha statue in the backyard. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, like, period. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, on God. <laughs> on my grandmother's <laughs> grave. On grave. He's got a Buddha. Buddha in the backyard. Yeah. I'm so excited that that's where you were going with this because I was thinking about it. <laughs> I'm so glad you're right there with us and the Buddha. Okay, well, I think we nailed it. Um, I also want to say Buddha Infinity Pool. Sure. Yeah. Also, this is just one house. We already know that there's like six. Yes, right. There's we one know there's a New Zealand house that like he hasn't been to in a while, but we'll see what's happening over there post pandemic. Um, who are you in the book? Wow. Who are in the book? Okay, okay. I've been thinking about this since I read this passage. I think that I'm Flea's slutty Australian sister, Karen. <laughs> yeah, you're Karen. <laughs> and like, and I'm just like, come over and help me study. I've got a big test tomorrow. And then... <laughs> okay, and I kind of think I'm, I'm Flea in this way where I'm telling people that my sister's really sexually active. <laughs> Girl, you're talking about your sister's sex life way too much. I'm like, dude, you could have her if you want. I'm the one mention of uh, Chris Farley coming to visit him at Exodus Rehab. 
<laughs> Wait, that was so Wait. dark. He was like, it was really good to see Chris. I'm like, oh. yeah. Okay, but also you have amazing style. You have Jennifer vibes a little yes, bit. Jennifer. Jennifer vibes. A little bit Jennifer. I could see you building a structurally sound teepee that could last the winter. <laughs> the more cold Michigan winter with the lake, with the the lake effects. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Fucking Coming the to the boyfriend's parents and they're like, oh, this girl's oh, pretty she's, funky. She's right. Every girlfriend helps his parents. That to me seems like you you do that one time for your wife. He brought every fucking girlfriend to his parents. He crossed the line with you yeah, there. We don't, share this, we don't share a lot of the same values. I'll, I'll tell you that. But that's why I wanted to <laughs> I read say this. That's because a... it felt like truly, I was like, I know we talked about doing the Victoria Gotti one, but I was like, eh, it's a little too close to the sun. Like, I can already, I really can predict right. what's going to yeah. happen here. I was like, I, like, I don't know my ass or my elbow when it comes to rock star shit, LA living. When it comes to someone who would bring every single significant other home to their right. parents every yep, summer every, fu- every summer every every christmas he was a big christmas guy and he's like oh my mom's the best you're gonna love her yep. or i would say i could be the mom who was just so so patient just patient midwestern mom who though did Would go you, to la and was funky was for a while she was funky and she was also i don't know i mean she i, I feel like are you so her though when you're like marrying someone named scott st yeah. jude or whatever <laughs> and you're like caring for him for his third triple bypass <laughs> <laughs> not saying you wouldn't care for someone through their third triple bypass but she yeah. seems like she was more like I, I felt like her thing was like and this was you know women of that era whatever it was like difficult but it was like she seems like she was always kind of like at the mercy of the kind of husband she was with. It was yeah. like she was having a rough time when she was with the messy husband. She was just like, then she needed to get this new guy and then he was having a that she had like the next husband and it was like her kind of well-being seemed a little bit too tethered to her marriage and I don't see that in you as much. Like you're such a strong independent woman. No, that's true. You're right. No, it was a good, Chris Farley final answer. Just like. <laughs> Correct. Chris Farley. And a little bit of, I want to know where Jennifer also is that now. I didn't go. I was going to wait till after this. I was like, I can't spoil it. I really do want to look up all of them, including Claire. Who, of course, yeah. got roasted the most because she was the most recent girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the, the clarity, Yeah, I could tell where he was being like, uh. Well, yeah, it was like yeah, it was like an active annoyance where the rest of them were obviously more passive and more time to be like a little more generous yeah, and more with the just memory. like. And I do wonder where that Baton Rouge <laughs> Girl. police chief is. <laughs> um, I wonder where the the fat trick is. Same. Yeah. I know. Can we get like an amendment to this? Seriously. Hasn't yeah. It- that's, I mean, the, a where very, are they now? <laughs> a very Pamela DeBars, like the girls of Scar Tissue Oh book, my God. Don't even. That is next on my freaking list. Um, okay. Random House. Take note for that. I pitch. need a little gratis copy. Uh, please. There's like 5 million copies at the I, Strand. Trust me. Every time I go to the Strand, I just check to make sure it's there. I've been doing that for years now. It seems like you spend a lot of time in bookstores, which is fucking cool in old school New York. You're in very New York, Lower McNally. East Village. Watch you find out I only go, to, I only to, go to Mast Books because I can like only get art books and shit. Yeah, huge art <laughs> books. Yeah, hella curated like fucking like Mapplethorpe. <laughs> oh, just buying a used three hundred dollar Mapplethorpe book today. <laughs> then a little bit of I'm gonna buy some nuts and then a matcha and then go home. Nuts. Oh my god, Lauren, this has been epic. This Thank has you. been such a yeah, such a thrill ride. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for having me. I do have a question though. Um, what book are you guys reading next? Are you allowed to tell me or 
Oh, you know no, what? Because it's we, you, we'll, yeah. we'll tell you. I just you. went straight to Dumois with his information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're just like, uh, I know what the book is for Slutty Book Club next week. Anon, please. <laughs> <laughs> People always say that. It's like, it's always Anon. She's never posting, like, your phone number, so it's fine. Like, Kate Hudson's not going to find out that you said her assistant was nice. Like, <laughs> move on. She smelled good. Yeah. No, but really, what are you reading? I'm... I'm dying. We're doing epic lesbian soccer player Abby Wambach, U.S. women's soccer team captain, and her small volume of a memoir, Forward. Called Forward. Um, <laughs> We've yeah, rendered Lauren oh, speechless. Oh, because Forward is a position on a soccer a team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty oh, literal, oh, so oh, yeah. Forward. It probably yeah, wasn't ghostwritten. She probably yeah. wrote it herself. <laughs> Lauren, yeah, do you have any amazing things that we should plug for you? Like, yeah, you any upcoming, epic things coming um, up? Sort of like <laughs> three episode arcs on any CBS Plus uh, series or anything like that? Um, I'm a peacock girl. Easy fucking does it. No, I wish I had something. This is actually a call to anyone. I would love to work. I would love to act. I will do anything. I'm so desperate. I must have killed a casting director in my last life because um, they are allergic to me. Yeah. In this one. You like poison someone at Metro Goldwyn Films? Yep, that's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, wait, now I like I hop off to do my other podcast. Like you must remember this. Isn't that the one where they talk about like old yes. Hollywood shit? Yes. Oh, yeah. I got like, on because I got to do that. Nope, nothing. Um, this is actually the only highlight of my life was being on this like this month. This Why don't was, we like, just, the only thing can we just say month. that you are on? You must remember this. Can we yeah, just, yeah. You just lie and say, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm going to start like seeding that in things. Yeah. Like, my, my episode's coming out soon. And then like a year goes by and they're like, whatever happened to that? Check out Lauren on the amazing podcast. You must remember remember this this episode 286. (laughs) She has so much knowledge about film and old Hollywood and flappers. I bet you get at least one person just being like, oh, you were kick ass on that podcast. You must remember this. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. It was great to talk to the host about the the, uh, the, topics, you you know, old Hayes Code stuff. The studio system. Can I also just piggyback to casting directors? Yeah. This is kind of for me. I would also like to be cast and <laughs> Yeah, anything. just to sort of backflip <laughs> off that, I would also ask casting directors to sort of shoot their little spectacles in my direction and, you know, see if I'm right for something. Um, I wonder if they were ever like, no, we can tell they want to be indie darlings, so we're just going to leave them out of every conversation <laughs> yeah. about casting ever. <laughs> Cool. No, I mean, it's like, clearly we all want to be in a movie that's called just like, thank you for not saying sorry. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you at the premiere. See you at the premiere. Okay, I'll be wearing Gautier. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and HeadGum. The show is produced by Meg Murnane with editorial support from Leon Vivok, Andrew Parsons, and Matt Lynn Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Berlin. Engineering by Ferris Monchi. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips. Horse. Our work by Teddy Blanks, uh, Chips, and Y. 
follow us on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends about us. That was a headgum podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.